Welcome along to Crunching Gears, Season 1, Episode 12, Part 2. We continue our conversation with Gordon Noble, and we pick up where we left off last time. Uh, Gordon returns to the world stage with Nine McShay, before taking a step back from Co-Dragon, as he took on the role of COC for Rally Ireland, a role he continued then in the Circuit of Ireland, and that became a round of the ERC. He then went back into the co-driver's seat, where he's co-driven then over the last number of years then for the likes of Johnny Greer, Daniel Barry, and then re renewing the, the Noble Fisher partnership when he started co-driving for Alistair Fisher. And Alistair Fisher and himself competed on the world stage, taking on the Citroen uh, Young Driver Awards, and coming very close to winning it, and won a lot of stages along the way, and then coming back closer to home, and Alistair and himself has become a mainstay of the Tarmac Championship, finally taking their first outright one in Galway early in 2020. This and much, much more besides. What could you do in a works car with works back up your think, Frank? Take it handy and win every rally around. Bertie <laughs> 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 Fisher and Andrew Nesbitt have made the 1999 event a classic, as we have already said. Never has so much been provided for so many by so few. <laughs> And then Nine McShay come back on board then with you for 2007 and back in the world again. <laughs> well, that's that another Nile struck another deal through <laughs> pro, pro drive in a company called Luke Oil, who are the, the, the Russian national oil company. Mm -hmm. um, and he got involved in the side of that to, to go and drive. And we only did two rounds of the of the junior world world, world championship that year, or the mm -hmm. production world cup Perfect, that yeah. is called. And uh, we went up in Argentina and uh, New Zealand again, absolutely fantastic rallies to go to as well. Argentina, yeah. the crowds are just—you you can't describe the volume and the, the passion of the of the people, if you know what I mean. And can um, you pick all that up when you're in the car too? You just get a vision of the sort of the scale of the, the, the scale, the of sort of the scale, scale of the crowd, but you, you can't miss all the the bits of um, the smoke from the wee fires and the big crowds and and, uh -huh. and that sort of stuff, you know. And you literally find a smell. Of some of those bonfires as you're as you're yes. passing, even in, in, in and the, the barbecues too, on the barbecues, the whatever else, and just and they're they're going bucked off and the sides of the road, waving flags and shooting, jumping up and down and stuff. Like <laughs> Another special memory, I suppose, is with the first stage of Rally Argentina 2007 was in that River Plate Stadium in um, Cordoba, where the world where the football World Cup had been played. Mm -hmm. uh, Less than 10, 10 years previously, yes. and there was seventy thousand people in there that that night for that wow. for that stage. Uh -huh. Yes. And the buzz, and you can't believe that in a rally car within a, a stadium, you can you can hear hear the noise of the, no, no, yes. no, the noise of the people. Like, so. uh -huh. um, class track. Oh, that must be that. That has to be some feeling, doesn't it? Class too? track. Yeah. And the, the the big positive for us was the the ran the the entry in kind of reverse order, right? Oh yes. Right. Um, and we were fastest group N car, and we were the fastest car overall for ages and ages and ages until the first of the the yes. big. Works teams game, so yeah. we got a lot of kudos from that, and um, mm -hmm. it was 
were live on TV and this look oil people from kind of Russia, they've been watching the TTV and mm -hmm. we, every time we come up, you know, the time is Niall McShay, yes, Luke yes. Oil, Subaru, whatever else, and all these people are trying to kind of beat it and nobody, nobody got there. So uh -huh. I think that kind of gave them a bit of a buzz, but yes. um, mm -hmm. really grand time. But, yeah, and as you say, then back to New Zealand again, back to those roads once again, you know. Oh, aye, back to New Zealand and a big race with Toshi or I. Um, mm -hmm. Just disappointing end. We, we lost after three good hard days running by 2.1, 2.1 seconds. Like, um, so it was kind of depressed with that, but we made an effort. We we didn't have any particular major errors. Is that the way to put it? Yes. No, there was no such thing as punctures or spins or or mm -hmm. maybe a few half spins, but nothing. You know, there's no significant time that we lost any amount of any amount of time. You know, mm -hmm. was, um, but again, another brilliant, brilliant, brilliant rally. But Absolutely. Yeah, so, just uh, funny old world. Yeah. So then you kind of took a wee bit of a step back. Was that kind of uh, a, a conscious decision in your own part, or, or was it, oh. you know, the, the fact that you know you took on the role then as COC for Rally Ireland? Well, that was a kind of it. It wasn't a, a quick or immediate transition. Is that the way to put it, Kevin? Okay. Through my motorsport and through Oma Motor Club over the years, I've always been involved in organising. Okay, you know, right. right from back in the early early eighties when I first became in, in the committee of the club in Oma, I'd right. organised quarry sprints, navigation mm -hmm. rallies. Was clock of the course of the bushwhacker for someone like eleven or twelve times oh, over right, the years. Right, okay. So uh, that bit of background of organisation is that the way to put it. But mm -hmm. um, whenever the Rally Ireland. Uh, was was originally been kind of muted. Is that the way to put it? In mm -hmm. the two thousand and three and four, I kind of was on the sidelines of a few of those phone calls and discussions with. Um, Ronan was the man that made the call to me a couple of times, and then mm -hmm. we Austin we Austin Fraser became the the kind of Fermanagh contact, okay. and I kind of got eased into that. Is that the way to put it? Mm -hmm. From the first uh, pilot event in two two. 2005, which was the mixed surface rally we oh, ran, yes, half yep. gravel up in the north it's and the yeah. in the south, and, uh -huh. and I suppose that's where I became the 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 route coordinator for that. You okay. know, that's, I put that I put the route route together, mm -hmm. and then our candidate event in 2006, um, I was the deputy clerk of the course and the route coordinator for that. Okay. So then, as 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 time went on and and um, we got the green green light, and, well, it's a lot. You, you can imagine there was a hell of a lot of work in the background to oh, make all that no, happen. That's yeah. just not mm -hmm. doesn't happen on its own. There's a lot yeah. of um, uh, press in the flesh with the different poli mm -hmm. uh, political people with the FIA, uh, Motorsport Ireland, MSA. There's all millions of hours of work in the background oh, to make all that happen. Have to be horrendous, yeah, um, I ended up becoming. Uh, Working on the rally full-time in 2007 then, as right. the deputy clerk of the course stroke, the route coordinator, which okay. is the route manager, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I look after the stages and the marshals and safety and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and to Tom Walsh was the clerk, clerk of the course of the original WRC event. Mm -hmm. um, I was, was full-time full with that. I, right. I took a, got a secondment from, from, my, from, from the work and so on. Mm -hmm. um, and then whenever the 2009 date, Came in. You remember, we were in November two thousand and seven. Right. Very uh -huh. quickly, then the whole thing turned around. The calendar for two thousand and nine was certainly the first first rally. So right. there was no, there was no time to rest or kind of you know look back on your laurels and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, Tom had been full time on Rally Ireland for six months as well, but then he was back at work and he was managing a bank in Mayo and okay. a lot of pressure and a lot of work. And I mean, the opportunity wasn't there, so mm -hmm. I was still working on the rally full time and took on that COC role and. Uh, you know, there's no doubt in at the time it was extremely busy, it was demanding. Um, 
it's a fair bit of pressure to make it happen if you're being honest about it, you know. But um, it kind of wasn't two, two parts. One, the, the the daytime work was very much dealing with all the the authorities and the people that you have to meet during the day. So the the, mm-hmm. the, the all that we we had nine diff, different councils to deal with, with two police forces, two ambulance services, mm-hmm. six or seven different fire services, each of the ones in the south or in the counties. Oh, yes, um, right. That was during the day and they did all that work. But then in the evenings and the weekends, you're dealing with all your um, voluntary people, all the stage commanders, marshals, mm-hmm. um, all those sort of folks who were working during the day and you'd only talk to them at the evenings and the weekends. Mm-hmm. So you kind of follow on to make all of that all of that mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. And, and because it was so so busy organising, I didn't have time to go and actually compete. You didn't have time to do to do to do both and mm-hmm. have a life as well. Yes, um, you know the the, the home life kind of got parked for a bit of that time. So, <laughs> um, there wasn't as much of it, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, there was a bit of work, but it's extremely rewarding in hind- hindsight to look back and see the, uh, a successful rally. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely paid a big. Thankfully. Was able to play a, a positive part, and, and there's still a, a good legacy of that still here. It's still okay. There's us guys talk about the the, the great thing about having Loeb and Grunholm and all those boys racing around our around our roads. But from an organisational point of view, there's a lot of good work that was done then in terms of the development of safety plans, the development of marshalling plans, the development mm-hmm. of uh, all that stuff, which is now filtered back down to the sort of main. Uh, mainstream rallies and and ha- help them kind of develop, you know. So, um, yeah. and the, all that the, was good. The, them two events were regarded in the world circles as you know, you know, perfect events or not maybe not perfect, not the right word, but you know, you know, excellent events. You know, they ticked a lot of boxes. You know, well, they, I think to go back to the events when, um, to give you far a few numbers, the the FIA have an observer that goes to each of these these events. Independent okay. person comes in, arrives probably on the one of the record days, Tuesday or Wednesday, and stays yes. until Monday morning. And he has a 256 point uh, point scoring or, or uh, analysis, check sheet, called analysis yeah. sheet, whatever you call it. Yes. It covers everything from safety to the, 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 the friendliness of the hotel, no, the friendliness, how good the hotels are, okay. to the, the service park, to the, the marshals, to the, the ability mm-hmm. of the medical teams, whatever else. Mm-hmm. And they score that. And we were second best in the world behind Behind, behind um, Finland, so that felt felt good that we, you know mm-hmm. that we had done a lot of a lot of things right, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they pick up on the most trivial little bits of things, you know. Um, so you know they picked up on a few signposts in the friggin' road, road book, you know. That's the level of detail they were at. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it wasn't that the signposts were wrong. They said they were suggesting a, a, another one might might be help, helpful, you know. Right. Yes, um, that's the idea. The, like, that's yeah. the, the fine tooth, tooth comb. Like, right. the three of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I go back to the, the the equipment that was in our safety vehicles. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the regulations said they must be less than two 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 year old. He was saying some of them were were, were kind of eighteen months old, so they're getting closer to the end of their uh, end of their life. They're still fitted within the, the rules, but, the guy, like, but the, yeah, the guy, uh, you know, that's how tight and how how well the marks stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know they're chatting to Gary Bohani. He was doing. Uh, one of the double zero cars, I was yeah. car with Dermot Carnegie, and like you know, they were having an issue, but they got on the radio to I think it was yourself actually, and there was another zero car ready just to slot in. They were able to jump out, get the door gates swapped over, and go again, you know. That's the level of pre- preparation you have. You have plan A, which is the whole thing works. Plan B is that if, if the hiccup, and mm-hmm. plan B is usually making sure plan, plan A works. Is that the way to put it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you're quite right. There was an issue. We, we'd had that. There was, for instance, there was a, a fully prepared group N rally car sitting ready. But if, if the hiccup of one of the zero mm -hmm. cars, we could swap, swap them over and we had to utilize that in that particular mm -hmm. instance. Yeah. Um, and then they probably, that car then would probably have to be repaired to have another, to have a spare uh, we, car. We, that's, we did then. We, we, that's exactly what we did. The car that, that had, a, I don't know, what a gearbox or clutch issue or something. We ended up having to get somebody to fix that. To make sure it was a spare for the day after, you know. Uh -huh. But that's the level of prep that you're into that you have all those plan mm -hmm. A and plan B and all the other bits and pieces mm -hmm. sorted out. Any other event you could say that, you know, that guy number 54 broke down, you know, he would get him going there, he would get him doing double O or whatever. <laughs> it just doesn't doesn't work that way. You have to have all the other bits and pieces yeah. and stuff. Fantastic, so. uh, but as you, as you said, taking away from, from actually. Competing, but it was a slow tra transition. I was involved in Rally Ireland from you know 04 and the, 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 just the time involved just built mm -hmm. up and built up and built up to, to yeah. 07 08 when it became a bit mm -hmm. full time. But as we, we know, the unfortunate thing is that uh, the money wasn't about in Ireland, wasn't about anywhere in the world to try yeah. and sustain those, those, those events when the country couldn't afford to pay some of the, the bills they had for schools and for hospitals that were unlikely to be paying okay. to be sponsoring rallies to the yeah. tune of a million million euro from the north, a million from the south. I mean, that, that's mm -hmm. kind of the monies you're involved in. It takes a couple of million quid mm -hmm. to, to produce those events. Um, and, you know, looking back probably in hindsight, you know, it probably wasn't an awful lot of money, you know, for the payback they were getting from tourism and one thing or another, but I suppose that's hindsight's a wonderful thing. We can argue the story from our motorsports side as to how, uh, mm -hmm. how good uh, rallies are and the, the payback you get for the amount of money that actually put in and we would mm -hmm. argue strongly still that you know that um the return from motorsport is great compared to golf for it i'm not there's nothing wrong with play no. but, well, mm -hmm. well don't get me wrong but the input of potentially four and a half to five million to the, the british open and kind of mm -hmm. port rush compared to the return and we're getting you know two million quid maxed for the return we were getting we're we could we think our the, the universities go and analyze the, these things that said that the, that the re, uh, returns better. And mm -hmm. that's very much the basis of what Bobby Wells is working on now in getting the WRC here. That's mm -hmm. what the basis that the IRC or European uh, Championship, so, whatever type you want to put, yeah. uh, that the circuit came under, mm -hmm. you know, was able to prove that the, the number of bed, bed nights and the spend and the, the marketing and the advertising out of the event made it worth, worthwhile. So that's where that, Mm -hmm. That circuit really emanated from. Ah, because you were, you were part of that team then with Bobby to get the, the what was it he talked about, get the, the, the giant to reawaken or something, wasn't it? Or the sleeping giant? Reawaken the elephant in the room, was, was that? Re re reawaken re yeah. the giant, I think that was the term that I used. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was dragged right into that then, because I had worked with Bobby closely on those circuits, or those rally irons, yes. they, could, they could the circuit back up. Mm -hmm. uh, I could involved with that. Um, initially it was late in the day when the first one I got involved in, I must say there was a fair bit of work done, but we made it work, you know, mm -hmm. and then we had a couple of very good years yeah. in the IRC one year and the European Championship one year, you know, and mm -hmm. the, the quality of the entry was fantastic oh, with yeah, lots of those works, sports, sports and all um, that, yeah. stuff, it was, you know, very good quality of event. Mm -hmm. um, but again, the, to, to, to keep it rolling, rolling, rolling forward needed a commitment for finance, yes. and the, the finance commitment was was minimal compared to some of those other events. But mm -hmm. um, the Northern Ireland government didn't feel it was uh, didn't want to put his money behind it, so mm -hmm. I kind of withered on that. And Bobby didn't want to be spending his own money, and so you can understand uh, that, you know. Too, I can understand that, all right. Yeah, so that's when I kind of a dither back again to become mm -hmm. the. Uh, they're not the rally it was, that the way to put it. No, it's like called the, East, the East, Easter stages or whatever, but certainly it's yeah. a very me mediocre version of what. But, but at the same time, if it hadn't been for Bobby, 
I don't think there would be a circuit ever now at all. I think it would have disappeared. I don't, you know, I don't so. think there'd be anything at all. That Easter yeah. stage just last last few years has been a. Uh, a two-day two-day rally, which is you know mm. su it's just sufficient money for being around to the area areas tar tarmac damage, but mm -hmm. it certainly doesn't have to or the plumbing and other things. So. Yeah, um, and yeah. just to talk a bit, Bobby. Do you think do you see the, the World Championship coming back here next year? What's your thoughts? On I twenty twenty one. I, I wouldn't like to bet on it because mm. you'd be very close to it. It could fall either way at the minute. That's the way to put it. I think Bobby, as always, is very tenacious. He'll make it. He'll try everything as possible to make it happen. Um, he's certainly knocking the right doors. He'll sell it. He'll do everything as, as possible to make it happen. Um, there's a, there's a number of risks involved, but uh, I, I could, if it was the betting man, I'd say it'll prob probably will will happen. But there's there's a whole lot of things have to line up. There's you know, not only the Northern Ireland government and the money, but some money from. Westminster is one thing from us. The FIA want must have to want it as well, and I think they're very much behind it. Or Bobby Solzhenitsyn, mm -hmm. um, and last but not least, the the motorsport clubs in Northern, Northern Ireland have to want it uh, as well. Uh, um, do they have to be prepared to maybe lose a road closing order, or, you know, supply and, and, prepared, and, and supplied the, the manpower that's going to take to mm -hmm. actually run it. And you know, you, you don't run a WRC event on the on the number of marshes you run on, on any national event, yeah. and. Mm -hmm. uh, they require a lot of training. There's a lot of work and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. um, but I, I would say, fingers crossed. <laughs> get yourself lined lined yeah. up that that the Ulster is going to happen. Have to ha have to happen some other some other date rather than yeah, the so last beginning in August. That way. Aye, but and and the good thing about it is, from a you know a tourism point of view, it's happened in August. That was probably the the one sort of downside of Rally Ireland was the time of the year it runs. You know, so like, can you imagine Torhead or? Hamilton's folly, and if the sun shines, what that absolutely. would do for tourism, you know, just because the number one. Yeah, absolutely right. Rally Ireland couldn't have happened at the worst time in November and January, you know, for mm -hmm. terms of the weather and the rain and yeah. the dark nights and, and cold. Sure and if days, you can no get a, an event to happen in August when you have a, a much better chance, reasonable weather, you say the sunshine over Tor Torhead or Hamilton's folly mm -hmm. and a helicopter following some of those leading those leading leading cars would make absolutely brilliant TV, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is there's a big enough gap since the WRC was here before that a lot of those guys won't have the knowledge and kind of no. uh, experience of here. So yeah. this, if the but rally does happen, you, so. you could find a few trying to come to do a few rallies in Ireland as a bit of practice and, and, and things yeah. like that, you know. So. Yeah, funny goal, <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. You can sell it, Kevin, and show the beer. You want to get uh, yeah. Deville and OJ li uh, lined up there at the, uh, outside, the, outside the mountain, Mount Eagle, and it'll be, oh, be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so uh, 2010, you were climbing back into a rally car again with uh, that Fisher name come back again, Alistair. Did that, give you a lot of, did that give you a lot of pride just to see the, the name back, you know, the Fisher? Noble name, but really. kind of did. I uh, that came about because Rory had been doing the British damage, and I like the Irish championship as well with Alistair in that Evo uh, Nine. And for some reason, don't remember why, uh, Rory wasn't available to do the, the Lakeland, Lakeland stages, which is Alistair's home round of the Northern Ireland championship. Uh -huh. um, so I got a call and I said, Oh, yeah, I'd love, love to go. So we jumped into this Evo Nine, um, organizers' notes, and away we went, and we headed off immediately, you know. And, yeah. um, Won the rally and it was tight. Johnny Greer was. We were equal going into the last stage and we 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 nicked it by by a second. So you couldn't get a bike closer than that. No. <laughs> um, 
what if we had a good day out and we jailed well? Is that the important part of it? You know, yes. that um, he listened to me and he liked what he was hearing mm -hmm. and it, it all worked. There was no drama. There was no falling out. Mm -hmm. um, it just, it just clicked. Yeah. And uh, then obviously that was the one-off rally I did with Ali at that time. Then we yes. didn't, our paths didn't cross for 2013, I think it was again, because he mm -hmm. went to J, uh, JWRC in that uh, fiesta for a while. That's right. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. But it was good. And then I joined uh, Johnny Johnny Greer and... Uh -huh. And Daniel uh, Barry as well, too, as well. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Barry was normal. Daniel, Daniel Barry came in at the EV19. Uh -huh. um, we did some rally, did some BRC events with him, did Pirelli, I remember that quite well, yeah. and a few rallies at home, and then he got an Evo, Evo, Evo 10. 10. Mm -hmm. um, and we spent a few rallies trying to get that developed, for want of a better term. It had come as a, as a racing car from J, JRM, really, and, and it was grand that can run smooth smooth corners but she had a bump and it wanted to go everywhere except around the, around the bloody corner so we spent a few rallies trying to get that tweaked um mm -hmm. and i would say daniel spent whatever number of rallies did not evil evil he probably done 10 rallies and every rally we come back and we had to adjust something or do something else mm -hmm. or do it during, during the event and he was kind of the development man that you know that developed the car for them nearly um yeah. Keith Cronin had a had a had a go in one in Don, Donegal one year and couldn't get it to work either. And that, yes. those are early days, if you That's know. Right, so, yes. mm -hmm. um, so Daniel was Daniel's not another another good good driver, another um, uh -huh. sit back and steer man that could work work the best. You know, mm -hmm. um, had He's a very few, fast and very underrated too. He didn't get, yeah, get the, yeah. the, the had a few sporadic outings this last while. Um, mm -hmm. We had a few wins as well. We we won yeah. a rally in Bolton last, for instance. Won that outright. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we were second in Donegal Harvest one year. We yeah. were, mm -hmm. we were leading the rally. Mayo, I remember too. I was going well. to say we were leading in Mayo for a while, mm -hmm. and then we ended up not on the podium and stuff. So okay. never yeah. far away, like yeah. never far mm -hmm. away. Yeah. And then Johnny Johnny Greer was another man in the uh, yes. a DS three for a while. Mm -hmm. um, did the British sorry? We went with Johnny in an Evo nine first in the Manx. Right. Um, again, a very underrated, very quiet fella who doesn't uh -huh. sell. His ability, you know, but he no, can steer just, the best. Well, then, boys, it just like, quietly goes oh, about the thing, isn't steer it? Steer the best. And he takes, he takes notions of fast, fast boiler. Uh -huh. um, Manx was good. We were in, we were challenging for the race that year was uh, Keith Cronin and Gwendaff, and we were we were mixing it with them. Um, we had one, oh, the one thing that I remember that arrived, we had one monumental moment. There's a road that takes you from a Ford up towards Glen Russian Mines, quite narrow. Up through uh, a few corners, the cattle grid, and then a long street, and a bump, and then a big long street. But it was absolutely ter uh, torrential rain. Two big tracks of water running down, running down the, the road, and we were in Evo Nine on a, a slick tire, and in fifth gear, whatever speed, the thing just went completely sideways. I mean, ninety degrees to where we should have been going. Like, and I tell you, those two boys sitting in there just ho holding on, hoping that something would happen, and it landed back in the friggin' tarmac where we we're supposed, supposed to go, and. I kind of sat there and read, read the note and on ahead, but it scared the life out of Johnny. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't know where we we're going to end up. What <laughs> uh, the, the the important thing was is that immediately afterwards, the next couple of stages, whenever Gwyndaff and and Cronin were still having the race, we were still competitive with them, you know, uh -huh. and, and right right up there the as well. Yeah, yeah, very mm -hmm. much. So mm -hmm. then we won the Lakeland. Same year, another good, really re re good race. Guy Jennings was there in his Group A Subaru, which mm -hmm. is a good car. Big yeah. Barry McNulty with them, and um, we're going to have a dice at the end. There was 
I don't know what the figure was. I can say you having a real good year and he's having a very good year, not Irish time I sandwich. It was yeah. it was less than ten less than ten and it was other way about mm -hmm. six seven eight. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And young uh, Mark Mark Donnelly, now Mark Donnelly flooring rather than Mark Donnelly electrical. If that makes difference yeah. to you, it makes a difference <laughs> yes, to me. He was only a handful of seconds behind us, and on yeah. the last that stage of the rally, which is the long stage through that balance temple for us, mm -hmm. um, Gary sl slipped off on the, in, yeah, the, end of the stage, inside the of a corner acting near the end, the end of the stage. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Johnny went, he's off, and he could hear him. And I said, No, no, you man, Mark's only a couple of seconds behind us, keep on, on going. So, uh -huh. um, got the end of that rally and won there. That was good, that was a real good feeling. And mm -hmm. then DS3 then was. Bit of a learning for me. It was, it, we were in the British 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 Championship going quite good. Mm -hmm. um, we had one or two podiums. You know, we didn't win any, but it were a few few podiums here and there. Mm -hmm. Which was, you know, we weren't, we certainly weren't weren't sort of slack anywhere. You know, no. but, mm -hmm. um, it was good. I Very think good. They like, you know, they probably you know, spectator that they probably weren't great to watch, but they were so competitive. Like it was tens of seconds and. Very, very close indeed. Like, I think that's the thing about all cars that, that don't look that spectacular from the outside. When you're in them competing, you realize how close to the edge you are. And there was DS3s. Mm -hmm. People used to complain about the, the Evos, you know, looking kind of boring on the outside. Mm -hmm. um, but then you tell you when you're in them and you know you're on, on the edge. That's what it's about. That's the driver makes a difference in them cars too, isn't it? Because they, they, yeah. they all yeah. are so similar yeah. the way they're Yeah. Yeah, so there you are. So, so uh, then back with Alistair then for the the World Championship, the Citroen Top Driver, wasn't it? Not the championship. It was called Citroen Top 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 Driver, which is the Junior yeah. World Championship in two thousand and thirteen and fourteen. We did mm -hmm. um, thirteen went away. We went and some very good state state signs, as with ever with Alistair, always very competitive and mm -hmm. good prep preparation. The speed was fantastic. Look. Um, we had a mighty dice with uh, with Keith with Keith Cronin. All mm -hmm. these other guys came from all over, all over, all over Europe, and we're still racing against the same same guy we have been doing. You know, we were in Ireland. <laughs> um, it was very good, very very close racing. You know, mm -hmm. I can remember in Portugal again there was one of those stages that that was. I don't know. It, it's it, it's a long stage, 25, 30, 30 minutes, maybe even more than thirty minutes, 50, 50 odd k's, mm -hmm. and and I think Cronin us come out a second and a half apart or something. You know, um, and the next guy was uh, Chardonnay, and then uh, a guy called Brian Buffy, who won Monty a couple of years later, was another 25, 30, he was 40 seconds behind us, you know, so that's how close it was in there. Well, we had a few hiccups as well. We had a, we were having a big race in Finland, we were, I think we were 10 up, um, and unfortunately we had an accident. Mm -hmm. Quite a good accident. Was that you want to call it good? Good, good yeah. is bad. Big one. Yeah. Yoke was kind of scrap. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that, like, that. Again, that kind of end, end of the year. To be quite honest, it was. Yeah. Um, we then didn't go to do um, the next round in Germany. We've stayed and did some um, Irish tarmac championship events. Yeah. Actually, but even the, you know, the, just look. Even you're saying about Finland, like you and yourselves and Keith Crone and Marcia Clark were having some battle like, again. You were away 20, 30 seconds ahead of the, and like there was Finnish guys, French guys, all these hot shots, you know, and it was the two Irish guys that was showing how the, <laughs> the paddies were out, 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 out front. Yeah, it just uh -huh. shows the level of kind of competitive there is, there is in Ireland, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think people immediately think when you talk about Ireland, you think about the Chris Mix. Oh, sorry, yes. But, but 
Keith Cronin is a very, very good driver, you can assure mm-hmm. you. Very fast guy. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns his hand in and very many different different cars. Jump on the and drive fast, you know. From our our perspective, it was great to have him there as our benchmark as well. You know, somebody we would talk to and see where we're going. And mm-hmm. uh, we didn't we weren't gonna give up easily, is that the way to put it? But mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, it's good to have him there as, a, as someone to, to race against. You know? Yeah, and the Cronin is one of the four BRC titles as well, you know, so it just shows the caliber of driver he is. And again, probably hasn't probably got the full recognition he deserves either, you know, so probably just hasn't the budget to take it to that next level. And that's unfortunate. Right. Mm-hmm. Back, to, back, to that, back to that quiz question there, Kevin, that uh, Keith Cronin has won four British Championship with four cars and yeah. four different co-drivers. Co- co- uh, co- co- so you, uh, somebody oh, yeah. work. We'll work it out be something. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to try and work it out now. Then I think the next next step from that was Ali and I went then to do the 2014 Junior World Championship stroke sitting mm-hmm. on top, top driver, whatever it's called. P, yes. P, uh, P, P3 it was called. Mm-hmm. And uh, had a, uh, and as it turned out, our Portugal run was a disaster. It shouldn't have been. We were had a very good drive. We were comfortably in the lead by a minute and 40 seconds on the last stage on Saturday and Sunday was going to be a short day of 45 k's or them. Right. Uh, but unfortunately, um, I'd say only a k and a half or two, two k's from the end of the last stage on Saturday, we had a tree with the, the centre of the centre of the bonnet, <laughs> which wasn't a good, wasn't yeah. a good aim, but that mm-hmm. put us, not only put us into super rally, but put us out of the rally. By the time we got the car dragged out and back to service, and you normally have three hours in those WRC events to repair yeah. the damage for uh-huh. super rally, but the guys went to strip it and found that uh, the block was cracked. That's how hard it hit the hit that oh, tree. Yes. So, right. no uh-huh. so, unfortunately, from having a very very strong position leading by a long way, we scored zero there. Uh-huh. Um, but then as the year went on, we had a lot of very good scores and very consistent in the middle of the year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we could have been better in Germany where we had a puncture and stopped and changed. Um, mm-hmm. Finland, we had a bloody disaster, but it got a few points before we... We ended up with four with four, with four, four punctures. How you do that in one, one rally, I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, One of them where the wheel jam, jammed on, we couldn't get the wheel off. And that dropped probably two minutes on the stage, two and a half minutes on right. stage. But, uh-huh. Uh, we got up a few points. Is that the way to put it? Before yes. the end of the end, end of it. Uh-huh. Um, but then we went to France to the Alsace Rally, and which should have been our our weakest event because the French guys had done the rally before. Uh-huh. Um, their backyard, they're they're literally their back backyard. Um, mm-hmm. The guy that became the Ford Works driver then lived uh, very close by. Um, the no, not not the fair of the other guy. Um, oh yes. Oh, if you remember, you'll tell me. But uh, anyway, yeah. we went there and uh-huh. we did a very, very good recce. And from the outset, we were fastest, like, mm-hmm. um, and stood, st- stuck at it the whole, the whole, whole weekend. And I would say it's one of Ali's best performances or our best performances in uh-huh. the years. Yeah. Um, all those guys were local. The French Federation had paid for six of those drivers to come there to compete on that. On that, on that, that rally, we were consistently fast and always ahead yes. of them. And yes, we beat Lefebvre, we beat Chardonnay, we beat mm-hmm. um, be guy, the black hair, bloody hell, and his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry about it. But uh, um, <laughs> yes, um, was there as well. All those guys, we had a mm-hmm. fantastic run there, and we beat mm-hmm. Kochi, who was our main championship rival, as well as Lefebvre. Mm-hmm. Um, great satisfaction coming home, home from that one. Um, uh, then went to Rally, Rally G, uh, GB, and again dominated there. We were very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the way, all the way, way through. A, f- a few difficulties we had. A, 
punked her near the end of one of the stages in the in the dark, but it, it was near the end and didn't cause any 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 trouble. But okay. came through another very strong performance, uh-huh. two two wins out of, out of the six 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 rounds. But uh-huh. unfortunately Lefebvre beat us by by a point oh, and he uh, became he became works driver for the year after it and then works mm-hmm. driver for the year after that again. So um I think that's the story. I've been mean, Alistair Speed has been always been very, very good. If you go back to the the years he was racing Craig Breen and Ray, race Nelson, uh, yes, and, um, there was very little time between between yeah. the guys. Just, mm-hmm. um, it just seemed to be dog with back luck, bad luck a lot of the time yeah. too. Yeah. Back with that uh, ST ST Fiesta Championship, where yeah. you know he was doing very well. He had a a um, Oil cooler failure on one of the rallies when the engine blew up. There's not very little you can do, do a thing like that. Yeah, and probably a complete break. It never really ever happened yeah. in the past of the four rounds. Small things make a big, big difference in those. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Uh, great satis- satisfaction to go and do those events. And yeah. I don't think people that haven't been to do it to compete on a round of the World Rally Championship realise how difficult it is, how much work you have to put in, how busy the week is. You're not just mm-hmm. there for. Couple of days racing about. Yeah, you know, see the TV. Yeah. There's a, a, a few, a few stages. It seems happy, handy, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it's busy. And a lot of pre- preparation involved. And mm-hmm. those years we were going, we were leaving on Saturday or Sunday, and there was a, a test day on Monday. There was recce Tuesday, Wednesday. And you watch a DVD at night, then you'd watch the recce over again at least, at least twice. Right. Uh, you'd have a busy day on Thursday with shakedown and ceremonial mm-hmm. start, and then you had long days. You know, you were. It wouldn't be unknown that you'd be getting up at five, five thirty or six mm-hmm. every every day, not not back in the bed at eleven at night. And then what's the DVD? I was just going to say, yeah, probably watch the DVD then for the next day then yeah. before you get there. Hard work, but it's good. Mm-hmm. And then back to work on the probably the Tuesday morning and <laughs> just Sometimes Monday morning if you get a flight. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. This, you know, that, I remember I think it was uh, Damien Connolly, the Dunman family, the t- one of them years the ERC was here. You know. I was saying, what's the difference between, you know, things like uh, Barable there and Mickelson, you know? Uh, Mickelson will be going to Portugal and be stepping into a car on Tuesday. Robert uh, will be stepping onto the forecourt trying to sell a car on Tuesday morning, you know? Tuesday morning, that's exactly right. Exactly right, yeah. <laughs> For sure, it's a big difference. Like you know, you know, and you, your brain becomes acclimatized to the speed and the base notes and all those other things that you know. Whereas if you're working at your, you're working at your laptop, thinking about steel or thinking about business or shit on someone all, all day every day, you have to carry that as well as the rally stuff. So. Uh, and that's probably still in the back of your head too, from your in a rally car too. It's somewhere at the back oh, of your head that you probably try and push it off, but it's still there. That. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly right. So. Mm-hmm. Um. 2015, back to South Africa. <laughs> it was a bit of a oh, bit of, of a, a bit of a long, bit of a story behind this. <laughs> this, 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 out in this was Robbie Head, who had been friends with, in contact with over the years, was out living there actually, and we moved this. One of Robbie's businesses was supplying parts for for mine machines into South Africa, and he went down there to live, okay. and he was living close to this boy called Yappy Van Niekerk. Um, and the South, South African Championship at that time was moving from completely blind rallies um, to having a DVD with a set of or, organizers' notes. Okay? okay. So then I'd had that for two years, I think. But then in 2015, they were going to allow a single pass recce as well as the DVD and, okay. and, the, and, and, and the notes. So Robbie came up with this great idea. We get somebody from UK to come out, go with Yappy, and try and build this paste note work up. 
So that's where my call came and I went out to do a few, a few rallies with this guy who I'd never met before. It turned out a fantastic guy, really nice guy, very good businessman and, and, and owns a few shopping malls, not a few shops, but a few shopping yeah. malls. Um, well, a Super 2, 2000 Ford, um, a Fiesta. So we went out and we spent a few days trying to perfect this pace note system and the recce and what you do and looking at the DVD compared to the organizing notes and how you could refine them and what you do in them. So we went, we had made a set of notes. We took the organizing notes, looked at the DVD, refined them, then went and did the single pass recce, mm-hmm. um, did the first rally and got on reasonably well. We didn't win. We were competitive in quite a number of stages. Um, it was down in Durban where actually Alistair McRae and I had done the rally seven or eight, maybe 10, 10 years previously. Okay. Similar area, but not the same, same, same stages. Okay. Few and through these sugarcane fields, which are like, um, sugarcane grows to about six or seven, seven foot tall at the edge, edge of the road. You're driving down a tunnel, you can't see right. anything at all around it, if you know uh-huh. what I mean. So you have to be relying on rely the notes heavily because these narrow, fast, fast roads. Uh-huh. Um, but a reasonably good run there. And then we went back to do the second round of the championship. Again, went out a bit early. Um, spent more time working on these these notes and a couple of stages were close to where Yappy lived so he was familiar with a few of them and then okay. that didn't help because he was going to make notes were faster for the stages he knew than the other ones and okay. it was a bit of uh, leveling up done to try and make all that work mm-hmm. um, but I think a lot of people have seen this infamous video then from the, the, the Sabi super special where we were on a, a tarmac road in the middle of a town where there was a two car start and then you went up and the way the system worked, there was laps, but each car did the same amount, but you went and there was a crossover oh, right, in the middle. Yes, okay. But one of the bits was up a, a two-lane two, two road where both of us should have been got up and then one turned in, one turned in and later. But the guy um, in the, the, the Volkswagen Polo was on the stage the same, the same time as us. He spun. Um, as we were coming out of a long, flat-out right-hand corner, he decided to do a, a U-turn in the middle, the middle of the road. As he was doing his U-turn, he didn't see us because okay. we were on his blind side he was in a right right hand drive car so he turned out in front of us when we were in fifth fourth Mm -hmm. we're in fifth gear so um the front right hand corner or my corner of our fiesta caught the front of his polo um took my wheel off flattened the floor up around up around my up around my feet spun us Mm -hmm. around um, put him backwards through a bit of a fence but the more worrying thing was it put us up against a wee footpath and okay. the, the spectators were only standing behind a wee pedestrian barrier okay. and we were extremely lucky not to catch the barrier and catch some of those some of those people the consequences uh-huh. could have been a lot, lot worse yes. um, our car was subsequently had to go back to to Cockermouth to be uh-huh. uh, to be actually, actually shelled that's how much damage was done Jeez. to it like so mm-hmm. Um, one of those split second experiences that could have been a lot, quite a lot, quite a lot worse. worse uh-huh. um, so that actually ended. Yappy then gave up, gave up rallying on the back of that because he <laughs> fell out with it. He fell out with it. This is the Volkswagen work, works team, the guy that had hit okay. us. Yappy was very keen that they should be compensating him, and they, they were saying, no, it wasn't there, it wasn't there, their fault. And uh-huh. he eventually stopped, stopped, stopped rallying. He got the car rebuilt and took it back home. And uh-huh. he was trying to sell it. I'm not sure if he still has it or not, wherever right. else. He did a bit of off road rallying since, but has. And then a uh, big Al rang again, big Alistair, yes. Alistair McRae, man. We went back to China for no, uh, uh, another another go out there. Um, Stuart Loudon had actually been doing a couple of rallies with him out there um, mm-hmm. with another team. Um, and Stuart couldn't go for some reason. I don't know if I went out and we did another rally up on the Mongolian border, um, the very north end of, end of China, which is uh, 
fantastic experience. Yes. Uh, McShay and, and actually Rory were out doing that, doing doing the same the, the same rally. All yes. three of us travelled by different different means to get to the same rally. It's good to see some locals out. Planes, trains, and automobiles, isn't it? Absolutely, all in different ways. Fantastic rally on big open plains and not quite desert, but similar to desert, you know, and camels running about and that sort of stuff. Our car, we're in a CH Benova, which is a Chinese Saab, for want of a better term, with Mitsubishi running gear on it. That's how it all adds up. Yes. That's what they make out there. Uh-huh. Uh, we, on that rally, retired three times. We retired on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that shows you what yes. we're at. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't our fault. But again, you know, one of them experiences, it's just going to be, you know, you couldn't set out to do it, could you? You, know, so. well, you couldn't set out to do it, that's yeah. right. But a good experience, you know. It was, um, and Tony Jardine then, you done Donegal and Rally GB with Tony. Well, I that link went back to... No idea. I first did um, the IRC Rally Rally Scotland, whatever year that was. If you can go back to 2011 or 12 or something, um, I ended up doing that rally with Tony Jardine and an R2 Fiesta. Okay, Not sure yeah. how the link was made, but yes. uh, we, we obviously the contact was made and whatever else. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to come to do Donegal, and um, mm-hmm. I wasn't doing the rally. Alistair wasn't doing the doing doing that that event. Um, mm-hmm. If you remember, we we started the circuit in 2015, but it unfortunately crashed in stage stage three in the patch mm-hmm. of oil. Mm-hmm. So Alistair kind of took a bit of a sabbatical for a while. So mm-hmm. went to Donegal with Tony. Um, we weren't the fastest car, but we certainly had plenty of, plenty of fun mm-hmm. on the way on the way on the way 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 on the way way around. And mm-hmm. and Tony took plenty of pictures and tweeted plenty and did yeah. lots of social uh, social media was, stuff. A lot of very positive you know stuff for Donegal that year, wasn't it? You know, oh, so. very much. I mean, he has a huge following. I mean, think of his for, uh, Formula One links. I mean, there's a lot of people then saw lots of very nice pictures of, of the county and stuff. So mm-hmm. they, we didn't we weren't certainly the fastest, but we had plenty 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 of crack. You know, mm-hmm. you know okay. the story about the the, 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 the banana. The, Tony decided that he's going oh, to do the lunchbox or something. The lunchbox, the black guy. Um, I, I'm still at the at the stage of rallying where I like to be competitive and going fast and going as fast as possible. But yes. We left the guest house. We stayed down in Remelton, a really nice house. And uh, on the Friday morning, where we're coming up, we we'll go to driver uh, driver's briefing. So on, Tony came out with his bag, and I said, oh, Bringing a bag, maybe a spare t- t-shirt or uh-huh. whatever, whatever he's bringing with yeah. him. But I didn't realize the bag had this big lunchbox in. We went to <laughs> driver's briefing down to Park Park for me, and he brought this lunchbox out and put it in the back. And I kind of, where was it going to? Oh, this is like a like package in the middle of the day. But it's just the service after stage stage three and service after stage stage six. Get bananas and peanut bars and bottles of juice and that sort of stuff. But turned out, on, turned out that he hadn't got the lid on it on it properly in the middle of it, halfway through. Uh, stage, stage two of the rally, there's a couple of bumps, and I was fucking reading away at the notes. And the next thing I felt this thing about my elbow and looked down, there was a freaking banana at my elbow, and there was a bun at my feet. <laughs> oh man, this just was different, you know. <laughs> but, uh, uh, ask anybody that's ever rallied, and you could drive along. I, I, I had no idea what it was, but just felt something on my you arm. Knew, and I there was a big banana, and then I looked down at my feet, there was a bun that appeared in my feet. So we got down the stage, those had, things had to be gathered up and put away. And of course, <laughs> I, was, I, I wasn't wasn't cross, but I was. I, I reminded him I didn't think that was the way to be, way to be going, having all this stuff clapping about through the car, you know. So. Yeah, that was good. We had good good fun. We had good fun. Actually, you know, uh, um, uh, that was Hurley's, uh, Martin Hurley's car, and that, yes. was, that was the last year that Hurley was about. Like, and I uh-huh. feel 
I feel privileged in some ways that Martin Hiley was there and we had a good book up the crack. Martin came to our uh, pre-event test up at the back of Church Churchill oh, or yes. the back of um, the back of Air Eagle at, at uh, Churchill Quarries up there. Yes. And we had a grand evening crack up there and on the Saturday night of the rally we went down to Hiley's house like mm-hmm. And with great bit of banter and uh, and stuff like that, you know. Uh, so another man that's greatly missed him. Donegal greatly missed him. Another fantastic character, you know. Really nice, nice guy, and and uh-huh. and, and stuff like that. I miss and him. Just too, loved you know. his rallying, didn't he? You know. He oh, I did. I, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and I, th- I must say that I think he actually enjoyed the fact that Tony was there and that plenty of banter and stuff. You know, it gave him a bit of a lift. He uh-huh. was all keen to come and come and uh, spectate. I know he came and spectated on Saturday. I don't think he was able to manage it on Sunday because yeah. he'd be late. Saturday Saturday night, I didn't think he got out, but mm-hmm. um, it was good. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, it was good, bit of fun. So, very good. Very good. Uh, anyway, it did, did rally GB in that, that same car. Mm-hmm. That was um, uh, Raymond Mason's high, higher car, mm-hmm. the Evo Evo, Evo, Evo 9. Evo 9, which had to be mm-hmm. retuned, detuned to run on some pump pump fuel and stuff like that because Tony wouldn't didn't want to spend the money on this expensive <laughs> And so I mean, we had to allow at least five minutes in every freaking road section to stop somewhere and get fuel. I had to give, call into pet, petrol, petrol stations to get fuel. That was another thing that wasn't in my original original schedule, stopping every minute mile for fuel. Well, we had good fun, but um, we didn't win anything. We finished, finished the rally. Uh-huh. Um, Tony got quite a lot of press coverage as well, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. He certainly didn't like. We we did the Saturday Saturday night. Yeah, was through Haffron and uh, and up in there, and Aberhernet. If you ever heard that forest, it's difficult enough for us in the kind of day, daytime, like because okay. big big rocks in the middle of big some big drop offs and things. So. Mm-hmm. And we did it at night. It was raining. It was foggy, and it certainly was not easy. But I, you know, I tried to remind him that the road is exactly the same whether it's daylight or night, whether it's foggy or not. The road hasn't changed, and the car yes. hasn't changed. Just you know, just to cap it on the sea. But mm-hmm. uh, he didn't like the didn't like taking taking risks. They were going to no. crash and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it generally it was good. Now with a good yes. old boss and got to the end, and he was happy. So. That was what mattered uh, really for him, wasn't it? It wouldn't matter the end, yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then back home then, 2016, the Irish Termite Championship had won down the R5 route. And, yeah. and Alistair had always said, you know, that if this happened, he would, he would support rallying at home. So you just got a PS to R5 coming back that first year. And, and what a year it turned out to be. You know, you keep Chromium, the Moffat Snow. I know I'm, I was one of the doubters that this was going to be you know, these R5s wasn't going to be that spectacular, but what a year it was, you know. So. Ah, it was good. Um, it was good, to, you know, to be able to prove that the car was, uh, uh, if you take a fast driver like Alistair Fisher, Sam Moffat, yeah. Keith, Keith Cronin, whoever else, mm-hmm. Craig, Craig Green, more and more recently in those cars, those cars mm-hmm. in Ireland, if you take a fast driver in any car, it's going to make it go, go fast and it's going to make it look spectacular. Okay, mm-hmm. these cars are extremely efficient. They don't slide. They're not, Mark two escorts come and say, say it was at you. Mm-hmm. But if you get a good guy driving it, you can appreciate he's on, on the edge and the car's on the edge. Absolutely. And I think the fact that they make a reasonable amount, amount of noise compared to the, the Turbo Evos or, or Supers mm-hmm. makes them feel, makes them sound fast from the outside. Yeah. But you're right, from a championship point of view, you couldn't have really written that written that script better because there was at least half a dozen guys in every rally were going to be com- competitive. You know, you could never mm-hmm. have predicted before the rally started who was going, going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody was on, on the edge. Okay. And every as, as every rally goes on, somebody has an issue or somebody drop, drops out or else. But yeah. the championship then became stayed uh, extremely close throughout the whole whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, we went into the last round. We were leading the championship, but we had a beat. We had a finished. Well, we had a finished Cork Twenty ahead of Keith Cronin. If he finished ahead of us because the, the way the the points in half the double uh, or the uh, double uh, points. 
uh-huh. whatever, whatever the, the, that equation was, if he had beaten us, if even if we were fifth and he was fourth, or we were second and he was first, if he beat us, he won won the championship. Yes. So our, our, what we had to do was stay, stay ahead, ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're making a good, good effort at it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he was a handful of seconds ahead of us, but it was nip and kind of tuck. Uh-huh. And... Um, Josh wasn't far away. Yeah. Um, I can't remember where Sam was. He wasn't was far away either. Yeah, I think he was there there about too, I think. Oh, I, don't, I can't remember yeah. Sam's times, but yeah. I remember looking about Josh's times anyway. But, uh-huh. um, and we're all in the kind of championship race as well. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we ran wide on a, a mucky corner. Um, don't know what you call the stage. I could take you back to show you in the map where it was. Mm-hmm. Ran wide in the mucky corner. The back of the car caught a, a wall that was covered in moss. It looked quite a, an innocuous bank. You would have thought you're just going to drive one ahead of it. Yeah. Gonna, but the back of it caught a big wall and a stone. And we ended up rolled the car, done right bit of damage, lay up on our side in the middle of the road, blocked block the road and that sort of stuff. But um, mm-hmm. rally over, uh, cha- championship over. And it turned out that by the time the, cha- the, the rally was over, we dropped from first in the championship to actually fourth. Uh-huh. For just having that accident and that yeah. that one that one one rally, that's the way the points worked out. Ah, it, just, like, so. it just shows the, the competitiveness um, of the nature of it, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and if, we, if it survived, we might have been better. But um, mm-hmm. it was one of those things. Hey, we, we had to make, make an effort. Mm-hmm. We, we, if we're going to go back tomorrow, we will do exactly the same again. You wouldn't want to go and foot the about like you see, you'd no, make, it's not in your nature just to go and drive around. It's no, every it's second not. counts. Every take tenth of the second counts. Yeah. You know, so. and mm-hmm. that's why why you do it as well. Like, I mean, if, if you know. Um, um, nothing wrong with going to do rally GB with, with GB with Tony. I don't think yeah. that that evil, but it doesn't doesn't give me give me a buzz if you know what I mean. You know, yes. I, I like to be doing someone competitive or feel that my contribution is helping in some way and towards the overall state same or towards the yes. uh, performance at the end. So mm-hmm. that's what makes it worthwhile. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then two thousand just back again the championship uh, um, down the. the um, was it the Ulster that the engine blew or something? Ah, it was, yeah, that was a disaster. That uh, you know, we we're having a reasonable r- rally, is that the way to put it? You know, where Johnny Gall wasn't good, we had a series of freaking problems there. We had a chicane and broke a drive, drive, drive shaft, and we had another mm-hmm. uh exhaust problem. And just we didn't have a good, good rally, is that the way to put it? Uh-huh. We're still finished. We just still talked about that recently. Was we left Donny Gall in 2017, mm-hmm. having finished sixth overall and third in our, in our, our, our class. Uh-huh. We left the prize given the mm-hmm. Sunday night. Um, shows how depressed we were when we were coming home on Sunday night after the prize, prize given at kind of midnight, wherever it was. But we come up the road saying, you know, we're two of us going up here, long out, long out, friggin' faces. We finished sixth overall in the Donegal, Donegal, Donegal rally, and we're kind of depressed. We're kind of depressed. And as you know, there's lots of there's 140 boys enter this rally, and a lot of them be glad they even get to the end. So that's what. That's the thin level of competitiveness where you were disappointed to have that kind of result, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, the Ulster then was kind of the final nail, 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 nail in the coffin for the year because we still had a good chance in the Irish Tournament Championship. Mm-hmm. Went to the Ulster to race um, the BRC guys, you know, mm-hmm. and we'd been very competitive in the Ulster previous year against Elfin and um, I don't know, and Tom, Tom Cave and everything else. But unfortunately, on the second stage, which is very local to me, it's only 15 miles away. Um, the road had been freshly surfaced on a fresh pile of chippings on okay. and somehow some of those stones got up and took off our uh, alternator belt right. um, but if we switched it off at the start of the st- when we saw it we probably would have been grand and whatever else would put quick at a super rally but you, you don't do that you think yeah. it's not that bad we'll keep her going she'll hardly hate much and mm-hmm. that's not, it's not that hot uh, yeah. I suppose and, 
she, she, the engine decided we were going no, no more so we parked <laughs> up on the, the top of Ray, Raylands Road which I would cycle in all day so, uh, and sat there for a few hours to, in the rain eventually somebody came and towed us back and told us the bad news that she needed an engine and uh, story was over for a while you know but uh, it's a pity because the, the Ulster's a rally that normally suits the Ulster a bit like Galway it can be uh, the surface can all, can't always be predictable you know mm-hmm. um it's a bit slippy and can be guttery, and you have to drive with your wits, drive, drive with your eyes, and look for the look for the sort of grip as well as everything else. You know, mm-hmm. um, a good gravel crew are a big uh, advantage in those sort of conditions as well. You know that they, they can tell you where you where you get grip and where you can go and where you can. Uh, where you can gain a wee bit, or you can lose you a, wee gain bit a wee bit. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you need to be cautious and where you can be braver and stuff. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. One of those. Very lucky. You just have two very good men there for your. Uh, we we, can't, we can't say we could uh, look for anything better with no. Stephen Whitford and Derek mm-hmm. Branning and I've been doing gravel notes for us for the last three years I suppose you know mm-hmm. um, those are Chris Chris Meeks guys as well yes. we, we, mm-hmm. uh, Chris and us trust, trust them impeccably you know whatever they say say goes and they're very good and know what they're doing mm-hmm. and people think it's a handy handy old kind of number you just go out and uh, drive around the road and sure Mm-hmm. Fire back the notes, but it's a lot more to it than that. I suppose it, at the level that Chris makes that, you know, and well, sometimes we do that as well. It, mm-hmm. It's very important by what part part of what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys come back with mm-hmm. information which is de- detailed. There's no criminal. You don't want a big essay back either. You just need a few simple directions as to what's happening. You know, precise, concise, precise, concise, precise, whatever you want to call it, at the, in the right place, the right time, the right level of um, detail. You know. Um, and they're excellent at doing, doing that for us, and it's big help for us. It, it, it not only gives you confidence in your your stage and your driving, but it's confidence in everything else that's happening around you. You know, um, and they'll keep an eye on. You know, they're they're not not naive. They'll be driving about the rally if they see anything that's relevant. They'll certainly tell you. And, um, big, certainly a big asset to us. Uh, yeah, that's one one less thing you have to worry about. You just know it's done and it's done right. Yeah, it's done. Don't have to query. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have discussions before the rally and during the rally and everywhere else, and mm-hmm. you just rely on they were going to go and do it and they're going to going to come back. There's never a question or query that it's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So like Alistair's took like, a bit of a year out in 2018, but you sat a few times with another hero, the local hero here, Paul Barrett. Like, well, you know, what a man! Again, you know, such a natural talent behind the wheel of a rally car too, isn't he? Ah, it's good lad. He can steer, like, and he, 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 he um, likes to rev it as well, which is yes. good to know. With that, one part of the buzz of being in the BDA is <laughs> making the noise. But there's lots of boys can rev them, but don't actually go go anywhere. Um, but he's good at revving it and making it go as well. You get traction, making it go, making it go forward. You know, um, uh, very good driver, and you know, a good, a good natural balance. I think that's yeah. how I would. Uh, call it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoys going, going fast. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoys revving. We did. We did two, two rallies. I think we did. Yeah. The Boyswacker was kind of supposed to be the warm up, but it became a, a right good race. Um, mm-hmm. Young Crossing and us had a bit of a dice and Shane yeah. uh, McGear as well. Um, we came out top, which was kind of lucky mm-hmm. enough, I think. But um, <laughs> yeah. mighty day in, in the yeah. forest down here. And, and you know, there's no denying that. I've been through them for us plenty of times. I mean, I've rarely ever competed in that. That's what that, they say. It's probably but you've very rarely competed on. Yeah. Um, I think that's only the fourth time I've ever done ever done the Bushwhacker Rally. If you, uh-huh. uh, you quickly go back to where I said earlier on, I was, I think I've been clock of the course twelve times. Yes. Um, and every other year seemed to be doing someone else. So I've rarely ever competed, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be naive and I know my way around. But that's not the same. 
Yeah. yeah, I have to still tell him where to go when he gets to listen and drive mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, wherever. And the bushwhacker is different because everybody's just, I know it's a bit like Johnny Gall, I suppose, Ken. Uh, everybody makes, everybody makes a, a, wee, a wee bit more, more effort or puts a wee bit it. more effort in. That's not the overground for for nothing, is it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a mighty day that day. We had a really good day. We had a really good speed. Um, I remember coming off the um, one of those collator stages and it was very fast at the end, licking over. Um, fourth gear and it revving and revving and then selecting into fifth and kept revving and kept it going and both of us came to the friggin' stop car we're all, we, all we do was laugh we couldn't even say you've got to the end it's over all we did was laugh and uh-huh. <laughs> but then the laughing and you ho stopped quickly because we went to track yes. road rally then <laughs> two weeks later I think it was, I think it was yeah. um, and I, I suppose we were kind of assuming that we're still having the same grip levels we had in kind of boy swagger is that the way to put it but okay. we're over there and there was a very marbly top and we were second or third car on the road I think because uh, um, Paul had been the strike champion the year before had been the strike champion yeah but somebody else so uh, we as kind of I think as saying we assumed with the same amount of grip we had on, on kind of boy swagger and it was dark and um, took off and he was up for a big, big fight because there's a few guys over there that are, he's quite friendly with over the years, been rallying against them and they were all up for the big, big fight. Uh-huh. Um, Matthew Robinson is a local guy up there and he goes, he's fast, fast guy. Um, young Edwards, who's doing the British Championship in that uh, Swift oh, um, yeah. Fiesta, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. he was there in a fate, for That's instance. Right, so one, three, one. Was, yeah, uh-huh. yeah there's plenty of opposition. A few other guys, they're fast guys as yeah. well. So, uh, big effort and went down to the first junction <clears> and spun, which didn't help. Um, it was basically, you know, there was, I kind of notes for 300 crests, 300, and there was about three or four crests, and then you turn square, square left. We went on past the junction and spun and come back. Down the road we went again, and there's a big long crest into a left-hand corner called Kank, uh, Kankinen's Corner, where Kankinen went off in the RAC in the okay. mid-80s in a blend. Of course, we can wheel out of this, and I read the note, and I had just started to repeat it again, and I thought, oh, no, here we go. And we went <laughs> sliding off sideways, caught the edge of the bank, upside down, in the middle of the, in the, in the forest, in the dark, of course, lights out, black dark, you all right, you all right, I got out, get out, get out. So we clambered out, but we were only half out of the door, and if those spectators come run with torches, and then you'd blind it in the eye, and you're all right, and I've got out. And, um, but by the time we could roll back under our wheels and, and looked mm-hmm. at her, and we, we dropped um, six or seven minutes by the time we got her back on our wheels, right. and that sort of stuff, you know, and I was kind of looking at the watch, thinking, what length the stage, what's the maximum, what the, what the penalty going to be here? Mm-hmm. Um, and we realised we weren't, weren't going anywhere, and we had a flat wheel to change, okay. or put a spare on, and um, somebody very cleverly got us the, 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 the windscreen was broken but somebody very cleverly got the actual rubber around it because those cars are not, oh, it's yes. not just glued, glued in they have to have uh-huh. a rubber to put in somebody very cleverly took the, through the, the glass way and gave us the rubber back stuck it into the car yes. and uh, got to get the map out and found a back lane out of this forest from where we're parked um, <laughs> drove down the lane of course there was a gate lock but somebody came and opened the, opened the gate that was like when we drove back to service and that was Bit of a panic then for the rest of the night to get the yokes squared up. I mean, mechanically, uh-huh. she was fine. The four wheels in the right place. They just uh-huh. the, the roof was down. The screen was out of her. Yes. Um, so, boys worked really hard. Like um, again, and, and, and then the guy, um, I him Gravy, but I know everybody calls him Gravy, but I can't remember his proper proper name. Right. He used to work for Mitsubishi for years and has been uh-huh. in Ireland a hundred times. But uh, anyway, Gravy knew somebody down in the local local village that would have some bits for Mark Mark too. <laughs> So we hopped into the van and we down into this town and to Pickering it was and he took us around to this guy and found a shed and the boy was already there, somebody's phone and got him opened. He had um 
uh, poured apart for pushing the roof back up. They had a whole yes. lot of other bits. They had a spare uh, bit of rubber for the windscreen to get a bit of string to put it back in. Yes. Um, it had glass for the door. We had all the bits. We got all the guard, all this back up, back up. Under the, the, the service is up in the middle of the forest, in the middle of Dolby. Uh-huh. Um, boys worked at her till to, to late, <coughs> get up night, like put her back together again. Mm-hmm. Down the road, went to bed, got up in the morning, back up, and um, those six stages on Saturday were fastest in fa- five of them, but we'd lost fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it's yeah. good to have, it's good to go, go and do it, and uh, the the satisfaction you get out of going to somewhere new like that with a new driver reading the notes, him listening to me. Um, Wise man, he's not. Left the boy like me, tell, tell them that sort of stuff. But we had a yeah. grand bit of race, you know. Um, uh-huh. Quite good. Yeah. Uh, result wasn't good, but the speed was very good. Say five uh-huh. out of six fast signs of Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, you know, that, that must be some buzz too. Like that, you know, oh, fifth, great. Sixth, fifth year and a BDA fifth screaming, year and you're up and screaming at, you know, uh-huh. and you're looking, looking for more. Then you know, yeah, and and. Uh, that's good whenever it's singing along like that. I, I, you need to have a proper guy driving it. There's no good just making a driving going over. No. You need to get a guy that's going to rev it, make it go, make it go, 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 uh-huh. go forward. Uh-huh. And look for the grip out of the corners. It's all the simple things that get you a good, a good stage time at the end. Mm-hmm. But the, the culmination of that then was we tried to do the Roger Albert Clark rally in the end of 2019. Um, and that's a huge event. I mean, that's f- five or six national rallies ty- squeezed into five into uh-huh. five five days, like. And in um, different regions of the UK as well. Different it's not just the UK, and the logistics are phenomenal. And you're allowed mm-hmm. chase, chase cars, which is not, from a coordinator's point of view or from a coordinator's point of view, it's a lot of work to try and fit all that back together. Again, back to what we used to do in the early '90s when you used to have go to a rally and you had 75 chase points. You know, this uh-huh. was back to that again. Okay. Um, when we out there with. An aspiration of being competitive, I suppose, is the, the simple, simple way of putting it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your, your Marty, Marty, Marty McCormick had won the rally a couple of times in the past. Yeah. Um, Roger Pritchard. Chilman, who's, uh-huh. Pritchard was there. He's local in Wales. Mm-hmm. Roger Ch- Chilman had won the rally a few years previously. All these guys are sharp. They know where mm-hmm. they're going. Um, Adrian Hamilton had done the, the, you know, the British he done as well, no, up for not, that? No. Not, not, not. He was going to be yeah. going hard. Everybody, yeah. But we felt we had a chance. We're not going to be cocky and say we're going to be yeah. at the lead. But we felt we'd be in the mix of the top five or six, you know, and we're going with that attitude that if we could stick at it, get to the end, you never know what would happen. Yeah. But knowing BDAs are a bit like, I don't know yeah. what you're like, but like children's back backside had just <laughs> exploded <laughs> without, without warning. Um, <laughs> Well, we only done four or five miles of the, of the first stage on the, on the morning um, and cracking and the thing just like, exploded. And mm-hmm. All you had to do was start making phone calls about trying to get a ferry home and yeah. that sort of stuff and everybody else was going to do another four and a half days. Uh, That's the, that the down. Be, uh, day, but, you do all that preparation and you spend all that money. He had rebuilt that car from front end end to back and Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a, you know that's not the only time that has happened in no. people's lives. I mean, that's been happening in rallying for Gosh, for a long, number of years, and it's, uh-huh. yeah, and it's that's mm-hmm. um, that's what's the way it goes, you know. Unfortunately, but, yes. And Alistair then made the comeback for two thousand nineteen. Uh, what a, what a year that turned out to be for for the Irish Tournament Championship. Craig bringing coming back <laughs> the World Championship. The Moffats, Callum Devine, everybody just seemed to step up another level, didn't they? You know. So. I think the fact that Craig was there made everybody step up to the mark. You know, he was he was going to be the best bench spark. And the fact that the guy he's rallying full time his brain is full 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 time rallying. That's all yeah. he does. And mm-hmm. he was going to be sharp inevitably. You know, mm-hmm. um, what we went out to with the effort we were going to be as competitive as possible. And mm-hmm. 
we went to Galway and we got a slender lead, is that the way to put it? Yeah. Um, then we spun on uh, stage four, handed it back nine or ten seconds or eleven seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up 14 down the end, the end of the rally and I think that was the, the kind of the story for the rest rest mm-hmm. of the season and we, we were always there thereabouts but we never could quite that get kind of past them if you know what I mean it, mm-hmm. um, um, I would say that Killarney was probably the best rally we've done for a long long time you know yeah. um, the margins were very very small Callum was there as well he was, oh, was, 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 was every, you know, every stage it was like two seconds just yeah. rocked and then the next stage maybe Callum took you know three back or whatever yep. back and the Craig yeah. then you know maybe took three the next stage and it was just yep. absolutely bonkers wasn't it you know, so, so I, I don't remember exactly the margins then but Mike Mike we were a bit Craig beat us by twelve and Callum was something like sixteen behind us at the end of the end of the mm-hmm. end of the end of the rally you know so mm-hmm. tight going you know for for two days on dry dry tarmac mm-hmm. on the edge um no errors um, to do Cod's head and our, our groom twice, uh, mm. us, it, it, from a competitor's per- perspective, that loop of stages is absolutely fantastic. They and probably are, the two of the best stages in Ireland. Didn't well, they're yeah. right, right up there. No matter who, you, yeah. I don't care who you talk to. I mean, they're right up there with the Atlantic Atlantic drives and all that sort of stuff as well. You know, they're uh, mm. very, very demanding roads. Uh, don't mm. take anything away from that. Mm. And you need to have very good notes. And you need to, li- li- not to listen to the, to the notes as well. And the important thing about that rally was that, that those stages hadn't been run in that in that particular direction. Um, in in our in our kind of memory anyway. So yes. nobody had a previous knowledge of them. Yes. Um, and away we went and had real real good dice through through there. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you came to the end knowing you'd made made an effort, but you never know where you're going to be three up or three three down or <laughs> what you're going to be. You know. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's just, you, you could feel as if you had the perfect stage, and some they still could take two seconds or three seconds out. You know, so. uh, we never came out of a stage on that that rally felt we'd done anything particularly wrong, but a couple uh-huh. of times we would we never could wipe my for no. sure you about that. But yeah. you know, Mullins Gap on the sun Sunday morning, we thought we'd made a fair, fair effort, but we're still two and a half seconds down from the quickest. Now, that's a very, very minor margin, like uh-huh. very minor margin. <laughs> but, we were, but we were still on, still only third third fastest behind Callum and Craig, you know? mm-hmm. and we thought we'd done a right, right good, right good <laughs> job. <laughs> Yes, the margins mm-hmm. are small, but that's what it's about. That's what gives you the, the buzz and the satisfaction and, and uh, will to go back and do it. Yes. And, and mm-hmm. um, we still haven't learned any any other other sense. But yeah. sure, and then, we will well, <laughs> what do we say about two thousand and twenty? Like, started off fantastically well for you. Ah, uh, you couldn't have asked better for asked mm-hmm. better for us. Yeah. On, on the back of what we've done in two thousand and nineteen, I think we kind of mm-hmm. um, kept moving, kept moving, uh, moving forward with it with what we had built built up. Mm-hmm. Um, New car, which is a bit of a, a brave move, maybe in many mm-hmm. people's eyes, but you know the, the, that Volkswagen Polo is very, very good, good chassis. Um, yeah, but it's very unproven here, like you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe it. It's the engine is any faster than that than, than Ford would be, mm-hmm. but the chassis is certainly a lot more taut. You know, there's a lot less. It's more of a racing type car, is okay. that way? But, so, yes. but we had a, a relative. Well, we, the first test we had was actually aborted because we tried to do a test and it snowed on us and it froze, right. so mm-hmm. we couldn't get anything done. You were there that morning. Mm-hmm. We had it packed up and went home and kind of depressed, didn't do anything. Um, then we had a short test on the Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday before that. Whatever night it was, um, did a few few Ks. Ali put it in the field and back back out again. wasn't wasn't a great <laughs> omen, maybe. But um, we went to Galway um, with the attitude we were going to go and make an effort. You mm-hmm. know, um, went to the first stage. Um, 
like every rally, and you go to the first stage, you don't know how who's going to go fast, who's yeah. going to go slow. But we we did our, our own effort. Because everybody um, kind of changed the new colours. People lot, changed. Uh, yeah. The Moffats were in Hyundai's, and Joe was there in the new Fiesta, and there was a whole lot of new, new things about the Donna was in the Polo, and exactly Donna Henry and Hyundai. Donna was in the Polo and had driven the driven the Polo before. We thought there's going to be a bit of a marker, you know. Yes. Um, we were faster than the first stage by, I think, four seconds, maybe, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ali wasn't, we didn't know what time we'd done. We were on the first first car on the road, come out of the first stage. He said, don't know, then this is jokes a wee bit, wee, wee bit kind of stuff here. We need to get our sl- slackened off. Mm-hmm. And we pulled in just at the stage, stage exit and didn't get anybody else's times because the press or you guys were about another half, okay. half a K up at the next the next crossroads, you know, mm-hmm. on the main, main road. So we went in and started doing our adjustments to take the wheel. You have to take the wheel off to do the, the, the uh, suspension flex and all that sort of stuff. And then by the time we had all that done, drove up, we didn't have time to stop and chat to the, the press to find out where you how we get on. But we're found we're four up. But we went into the second stage again, thinking this is going to be a wee bit better, but we'll still have to make a, a bit of put a bit of push on. And um, we suddenly jumped another ten and a half or 11, 11 mm-hmm. seconds on the se- on the second stage, which was very surprising to us. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we knew we'd done a quite a quite a good quite a good good stage, but we didn't think we had been as fast as that compared compared to the others. Yes. Um, so then I think on the third stage was which is Black Road, which is notorious for its shiny tar and uh, catchy bits and everything else. I think mm-hmm. we probably tempered it a wee bit again. Maybe not tempered is the wrong term, but but just were careful on the the bad bits. Mm-hmm. Um, again, so back to your gravel crew was probably. Very much. Mm-hmm. And information was very accurate. We knew it was slippy. We knew it was shiny. Well, mm-hmm. the shiny mark from our own wrecking, maybe, but any yeah. of those other bits were in. And um, thankfully, we were able to manage that and keep it keep it going. And um, won, won, won the rally. You couldn't ask for anything better. It was mm-hmm. kind of a copybook run run for us, you know. Yeah. But then you must remember, Sam and Dona particularly were having a real a real oh, battle. They were they were yeah. they, they were, were, were within other, seconds yeah. of, of yeah. each other, and we had a. Mm-hmm. Stay at at a minimum at doing that doing that that kind of pace. We couldn't. Back, back. Like yeah. No, mm-hmm. but it was uh, fantastic then to get Asher's name on the, on the on the name of as a winner of a round of the Irish Tar Tarmac Championship, and it's the first uh-huh. time I've won a round in Irish Tarmac Championship yeah, as well. Yeah, I must say, so, mm-hmm. um, very mm-hmm. satisfying. But then, as we know, that the, the way the the world changed, not uh-huh. not just rally and changed yeah. it. But just even yeah. there at Galway, like you know, I was there at the finish, and to see the emotion from the two years, like Alistair's normally such a cool. Calm uh, character, like you could just see it was really getting to him. Like Austin, oh, Peele, yeah, there, his dad, uh, everything there. It just, I think it all happened, didn't all it? Added up, they all added up, yeah. They, mm-hmm. that, all, all that added up is right. Like, you mm-hmm. could, um, it was been welling up on him for and mm-hmm. the, the last stage. We must remember the last stage of the rally. We went into that last stage with whatever the lead was, and it was plenty of opportunities for having a spin or oh, popping off, off the road. Like, whatever, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there was a bit of pressure on, but it, you know, he managed it extre- extre- extremely well. He doesn't get frustrated. He just calmly sits in and drives, drives mm-hmm. the car and, and, and things like that. But, you know, the, the whole thing went up in the air from after. West Cork could have been the most interesting rally for years if it had to happen. Aye, I believe. Alistair had swapped cars again, hadn't they? Went to the new Aye, well, there's an opportunity come up then to drive the new, uh, the Mark, Mark II Fiesta. Um, and he spent a couple of days testing that car down in the Cork Kerry direction with mm-hmm. uh, Matt Edwards and Race Yates were both there and the three of them shared the drive in over three three days. Mm-hmm. So he felt it was a an opportunity to go and try that car. Is that yes. the way to put it? You mm-hmm. know, the, uh, so um, the entry was in for West Cork and that, that car. Craig was back again. Um, 
all the other guys were the, the, the British Championship guys was going to be there. I mean, Matt Edwards and Tom and uh, Tom and Tom Tom Kiever coming. Mm-hmm. We had a regular Irish guys, you mm-hmm. know, the dead Desi Henrys and the Moffats and everybody else was behind. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and um, like, as you say, Craig was there in the works. Hi, and they too, like they were yep. saying they were, you know, the Carson Journey yep. or whatever too. Yeah, so, so that, that would have been one hell of a good character to try, oh. try and chase. Is that the way to put it? Mm-hmm. More and, more, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and who knows what, what, what would have developed out of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, didn't happen, and, and this is where we are. Like, we mm-hmm. haven't heard the noise of the car for Too long. You know, <laughs> 10 months now, it is, or something. Yeah. Okay, a few guys have been very lucky and been able to go and travel to Europe and do some European mm-hmm. Championship events, but yeah. most of us have sat, sat at home and, and, and just looked at it on the TV screen. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. we'll have to see what we develop from there, you know. Do, do you miss it? Oh, do I? Mm-hmm. Of course I do. I miss, <laughs> um, a whole lot of bits. I miss the, the build-up before the rally. You, you, you don't realise that you, you, you have the level of anticipation before you go to an event. You you know you do your bit, your wee bit of preparation. We're doing whatever bit of prep we're doing and planning mm-hmm. for the rally, and that's your build-up, and then you get excited. And me and Alistair and I will go and sit down and chat about it somewhere. We'll maybe do a bit of before we do the next rally, I'm sure we're going to do a bit of pace note practice to get our heads back in gear. Uh-huh. And you missed that bit. You missed going to the rally, the buzz, um, the nervousness before the before the first first stage. Um, you you missed the the after the rally is over. Well, if you won or lost, there's lots of different emotions in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the things that personally I miss is is meeting people and chatting and having crack with them. Uh-huh. You know, um, I'm sure there's lots of scandal around the whole country we haven't heard of. We're going to yes. have to <laughs> make it up, You're Kevin. I think that's going to happen. There's been births and marriages about the place we haven't heard of. You know, uh-huh. there's, there's, yeah. uh, and uh, whenever we meet again, people are going to be uh, a year older and be more of us have grey hair or something. Have more, <laughs> more grey hair, less hair than ever we had before. Yeah. I mean, you miss all that. I mean, that's that personal camp camaraderie and catching up uh-huh. with people. And, and I know that whenever I go to rally, I spend. I shake that many boys' hands and say, how are you getting on? What's the crack? And uh-huh. there'll be a 30-second or a five-minute five, five chat. I haven't uh-huh. had that with so many people over the last, last year. Mm-hmm. So um, you really miss that bit. But we really mm-hmm. miss that sort of stuff, you know. So, yes. um, And there's, there's very little that you can find in the world that will replace it as well, you know, replace the the buzz of rallying and the certainly the camaraderie between the, yeah, between the folks. Friendship, uh, like, you know, like, I think it was Robbie McGurk said to me, like, never that the, the clock's ticking, it's all, you know, it's, it's ultimate go, 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 you have no friends, oh, but no. The, that clock stopped ticking, it's everybody, you know, is looking after each other and everybody's looking out for each other in the crowd. Should there be <coughs> fellow competitors, marshals, uh, officials, or, or you know, or else, the, you're, everybody's looking out for each other, but is Robbie McGurk says, and you have the helmet on, everybody's an enemy. Especially the clock, it's, it's the, big, the biggest enemy you have, but it, it's, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely miss it. It would be mad, mad keen to get out again, you know, mm-hmm. do anything. So, yes. so I suppose, like, to wrap it up then, you know, if you could go back now and sit in one car with one driver on one stage, what would that be? <laughs> Just Kevin, that's a big ask. Um, <laughs> One driver and one, uh, one that I've already ready done, or can I, or can I mix mix them up? You can mix it up, yeah. Um, just have to think about that long. That, there's so many conundrums here. There's been. Yes. I mean, if you look through, I have an old record book somewhere, and I think I've I've rallied with seventy five different drivers and one hundred and fifty different different cars. Someone says, "You uh-huh. put all those in the mix, you can come out with anything." <laughs> um. Um. 
don't know off the top of my head. I think mm -hmm. if you ask me the simple question, I think um, in terms of value for money and performance and all that right, I think that an S10 Subaru for me ticks all of those those boxes as it goes forward it stops it turns it's comfortable it's easy to drive it's definitely up there as one of those cars okay. that you could now, on a wet day on a twisty road and r5 cars now quicker uh, but if you want a general car that takes you you can go to the gravel on it you can go to fast tarmac go anywhere you want so that's probably one of those cars now i've never had the pleasure i've been in kevin lynch's focuses but never in one of them what you know a, a 20 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, world, yes. world rally car. They must be a phenomenal piece, piece of kit. Yes. So to choose a driver, I'm not sure. You'd have to think about the, the conditions and um, what you're trying to achieve and wherever else. Um, for the crack, Robbie McGurk would be the boy to get in. Let him steer. Uh -huh. The first yoke that you find, whatever uh, showroom you go to, wheel the yoke out of the, out of the gate, let him in and, and to drive it. It'll be fast, I can assure you. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> One of the most naturally gifted, underrated drivers there is about. I think Rory maybe explained that as well. That, yes. Um, he just has a knack of driving, you know, and, and it's not really an issue for him. He just does it. And plays uh, himself down so much. He doesn't want to talk about himself really at all. No, really. he doesn't really. But, and, and mm -hmm. for sure, the, he'll get a good stage time and you'll be in the bit, but we better crack at the end of it. So. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not, I don't want to nominate another, another driver. Mm -hmm. I'd say, you know, all yeah. the years, I've learned really a lot of different guys, some very good, good, good friends, some excellent drivers, you know, and you could start ticking a box and, and I could list some of them and probably miss one of them. But mm -hmm. you think of the likes of Alistair Fisher now, the Niall McShays, the Alistair McCrae's, the Rory Galligans, all those guys over the years, you know, that are fast. Chris Meek, I've nearly forgot about him mm -hmm. in the middle of all that, those yeah. fast guys. And you, you could hard, it's hard to work out what's driver you put in what's car and what sort uh, of stage. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm still a fan of um, Irish tarmac rallying on a good day. Yeah. Not the way to put it. the sun's out and you go to Cod's uh -huh. Head, Art Grimm, Atlant Atlantic Drive, Fanad, uh -huh. um, Tor Head. If, if if you don't have a good a good feeling going to there on, on a dry and warm dry and warm, 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 warm day, like it's, yeah. Someone missing, you get a good set of tires on a good boy to steer. Mm -hmm. That's hard, hard to beat. Like, mm -hmm. so that kind of like me. I probably don't have to ask the next question. You're still enjoying what you're doing. <laughs> I am mm -hmm. I still enjoying what I'm doing. I have learned no more sense over thirty. What did we say it was thirty-six years? years I yeah. um, I'm probably as well. My enthusiasm is different from what it was when I was a young fellow. I would have went anywhere with anybody and any kind of a scrap yoke. Now I'm, yes. I'm more into being methodical and competitive and natural stuff. But yeah, I'm still still want to do it. And as long as I still think I'm, I can contribute to the overall team performance and to the driver's performance, I'm mm -hmm. still going to go and do it. If I ever become a burden, I certainly don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. um, but if, if I think I can bring something positive to the to the table, <laughs> I really appreciate you taking the time to you know spend with us here now. That's just okay. Such a lovely trip down memory lane and right up to date. You know, it's just okay. great story. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you very much, Kevin. It's been good to sit here and reminisce about all of those different different years. And there's, mm -hmm. I can assure you, there's every rally they've done the 500 something rallies I've done. There's mm -hmm. probably a story behind it, behind each of them, but mm -hmm. we wouldn't have time to talk about a quarter mm -hmm. and not alone anything yeah, else. That's true. We could probably we could, talk. we could talk for another hour and we still miss out half the story. Probably would, yeah. so. Exactly right. Yeah. Appreciate your that's Thank you very much, Kevin. Thank okay. You very much. Cheers. Take care now. Bye bye. bye. That was Gordon Noble and myself, Kevin Dunlop, talking rally. I hope you enjoyed our conversation over the last two episodes.
And if you liked it, can you please like and share on all social media platforms? And if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, can you please rate the podcast? It would be greatly appreciated. I'd also like to take this opportunity to thank everyone who listens and downloads the podcast. It's been greatly appreciated this last few months. I'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. And we'll catch up with you all soon. Take care and bye for now.